Thank you, Mike. Hey, good morning. My name is Johnny. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning. And now I'd like to read to you from the Daily Word for today's opening message. For Sunday, November 5th, it's Transitions. And the information is, I flow with life's changes. Looking at my image in a mirror, I see myself at times when my life was changing. I may see the grinning child who lost a tooth for the first time, or the proud student on graduation day. Perhaps I recall my ambitions as I embarked on my career. Maybe I feel a tinge of sadness revisiting the pain of the loss I felt during my more difficult transitions. As I've grown spiritually, I've learned to flow with life's transitions. I know that even during the most challenging changes, God remains a constant presence. I will always be divinely protected and one in God with the people I have loved. Moving willingly and gratefully through my transitions deepens and strengthens my awareness of God and of myself as a divine being. And from the Bible, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Now it's time for Surely the Presence. If you will all join us, we'll turn Michael and Isaac lead us. statement together. There is only one presence and one power, active as the universe and as my life, God the good. Now it's time for a welcoming song, so feel free to stand on up and when we're done, you don't have to sit down, we're going to run around and greet each other. So sing with us while the worker family leads us in Ose Shalom.
Well, we can welcome each other in Zoom because they're uh, having such an, uh, it, it's a lot of noise in the sanctuary when we're doing the welcome there. So we can say hi to each other here. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Morning, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Good to see y'all. Good morning, y'all. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. So what time is it in Brussels, Lennox? Um, uh, 7.07 p.m. Okay. Good evening to you. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Where are you? Uh, it's 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, they asked me where, where my, what my home time is, which is 7.07, .07, but I'm on the same time zone in the south of Spain. Oh. What country are you in? Uh, Spain. Oh, in Spain right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spain right now. Yeah. I, I live in Belgium. Okay. Belgium. Yes. Okay. 
Great. Well, I, I forgot you were on the move. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we will go back into the sanctuary. They're going to sit down. Hi, Fred. Hey. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a while, Fred. Yep. Been a little concerned. Well, I had COVID really bad. Oh. Hope you feel better. Oh, I do. I do. I feel great. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us all the way from Spain, Lennox. Oh, good to be here. Very all good right, to here, be here. Here we go. Now it's time for announcements. Joanne's sending out a weekly email with notices and details of regular events on the weeks when they occur for Grandfather's teachings and for Dr. Daria's circle book and film discussions. Um, We'll have a board meeting next Sunday. If anyone would like to attend, all are welcome. Does anyone else have any announcements? Yes, Joanne. Are we going to do Thanksgiving? Joanne wants to know if we're going to do Thanksgiving. The Sunday before is the 19th. The Sunday before is the 19th. We're going to put a menu downstairs and you can all sign up for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful idea. Okay, so okay. Joanne's going to put a menu downstairs for everyone to sign up. You intend to come on the 19th. Susan. Um, another upcoming event, or actually season, just a month from now, um, Advent starts, and there's a sign-up on the door right out there if you'd like to be a reader for any of those really good candles or for our Health Power um, candle lighting service, which will be on the 24th. So there's a sign-up for readers there? And, and how about our Zoom participants? Can they sign up too? Or? You have to be present too. I'm not the person to ask about that. We're technically folks. Well, the guy in the back, I'm all up for it. How about you? <laughs> we don't want to exclude anyone. So it worked last year. So if you're interested in in in, in reading for Advent and, and you're not actually here, send Susan an email and let her know. Cool. Any other announcements? Yes, I have one more. Yeah. Go ahead. And it's quite fitting for the song we just sang. Uh, I'm joining a group on um, Wednesday evenings, a meditation from 7 to 7.10, which is about bringing light and peace to all the dark corners of our world. And all of you are invited to join too. 7 to 7.10 on Sunday evenings. And, and where, where are you at? Was it where you're ready? Wherever you are. Oh, just wherever you are. Just, just join a quiet meditation from 7 to 7 10 every Sunday. All right, set the alarm on your phone, folks. So you don't forget. Oh boy. Yes, sir. We also start thanking for coming up to the new year. We need new board members. New board members. Also, so Joanne saying we need two new board members for folks who might be thinking about joining the church board. Run the show here. We won't make you do anything technical. <laughs> now it's time for you to Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Dr. Dr. Daria. Oh, okay. Ready to turn the Zoom on. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, because the fourth Sunday, uh, when we usually meet with Circle America, 
happens right in the holiday weekends in November and December that uh, we are having planning chats, those of us who um, on a subgroup for planning for Circle America. So if you're interested in our planning process, drop me a note and let me know, okay? Um, because rather than have the regular sessions during those holiday weekends, that's a bit challenging for uh, most of us. So we're gonna have some chats about planning for the next year where we're gonna add to the components that we are exercising <laughs> of Circle America, more than the Book and Film Club. So thank you. Great, thank you, Dr. Gary. Any other announcements, anyone? Okay then, it's time for our unity statement. Please join us and we'll all say it together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And now it's time for a song of joy. Feel free to stand up if you like while the Merker family loses in I Am.
Thank you, Michael. Very nice. And now it's time for our reading. This morning, our reading will be given by Sherry. Here downstairs, South by Winifred Wilkinson, Austin's 12 formulas for dealing with stress through spiritual methods. And so I went to a website and they've got a little introduction here. She says, Clenched hands are a sign of stress, open hands indicate relaxation. The man who keeps his hands in his pockets, jingling his coins, is an individual who's continually ill at ease, tense, and anxious. Many times, mannerisms indicate the state of mind of the individual, and nothing gives away the attitude any quicker than the habits that show an unwillingness to give or give up. Closed hands indicate a closed mind, and tendency to hold on to people and things, emotions and thoughts. Crossed arms convey the impression of an unwillingness to learn and refusal to accept new ideas. In order to get rid of stress and live happily in our world, we must be willing to let go. We must learn to live with other people without trying to dominate them or assume burdensome feelings of responsibility for the lives of others. We must be willing to give them the same freedom that we want for ourselves, the freedom to choose. We have to give them this freedom, sometimes even when we may feel that they are making the wrong decisions. Okay. We also must be willing to release things, particularly things that have not that have fulfilled their purpose in our lives. Those who hoard material positions will never be free of the stress of fear of loss. But individuals who let things and events circulate freely and easily through their lives are in a position to enjoy greater good continually. They may do this because they have been willing to let the old go in order to lay hold of new lessons. Freedom is the gift of God that costs only your willingness to accept it. And so um, she describes several sources of stress, like um, financial stress or uh, relationship stress or um, political stress, whatever. But this is um, 12 uh, formulas for dealing with stress through spiritual methods. Don't try to force your own way. Don't talk a lot. Become still. Let God make the decision. Release mistakes of the past, yours and others. Play your own game, one step at a time. Follow the Christ. Don't review your troubles or anxieties. Give thanks to God for your blessings. Fill your mind with positive, powerful thoughts of good. Refuse to let others determine your reaction. See the Christ, not the error. Release others to their own good. Don't hurry. Don't let time be a burden. Establish priorities. Don't let your body and its demands rule your life. Be true to yourself. Don't try to impress others. Don't compromise with the world. Relax and release. Forgive and forget. Be willing to learn a new thing. Believe in prosperity as your divine right. 
work for God, not for money. Take God as your partner. Accept God's forgiveness. Correct the error. Press on toward the goal. Stop all outer activity and turn to God. Regardless of appearances, speak positively and look for the good. Replace thoughts of loss with thoughts of love. Follow the spiritual guidance that comes. Establish a worthwhile goal. Put small things into the larger concept. Number 12 is adopt a positive attitude. Refuse to take things personally. Hold people and things with open hands. Let love expand your world. I found that very helpful in many areas of my life. Thank you, Sherry. Now we know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for our meditation song. Please feel free to stay seated while the markers lead us in. This is the day. Just what I need 
Thank you. Such a beautiful song. Thank you. Okay, folks, now it's time for affirmations. Please join us and we'll all say it together. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experienced. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, old, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace. Knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and the perfect way. It's the first Sunday of the month, so we'll be praying the traditional Lord's Prayer today, followed by the Alleluia. And did, did we check with Dr. Dari to make sure no one is singing the Lord's Prayer today? Can I take just a moment? Dr. Dari, I'm sorry, I did not. I, I, there was some kind of distortion in the sound. I didn't hear you. Go ahead. I didn't hear you. Are we going to recite this prayer today? Yes, let's uh, recite it. You mean, am I going to sing? No. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, just checking. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. time for a speaker. Most of you know we are fortunate to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. Um, this Sunday, Dr. Dario will once again be talking to us about embracing our spiritual destiny in 2023. You are on mute, Dr. Dario. As soon as I can. I'm not on you. We, we hear you. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, good morning, everyone. <laughs> so uh, this is the 11th talk on Embrace Your Spiritual Destiny in 2023. And... The subtitle today is A Life Beyond Conflict. Um, and I have to acknowledge that um, in 1982, I think it was, or 83, uh, several people in the same field that I'm in, um, we created a, a, a workshop, a lab called Beyond Conflict, a workshop that people came to from all over. Um, the world. Actually, three of my colleagues 
came up with the name and started it. And then they saw something was missing and they called me. <laughs> so so the, then it became four of us, <laughs> right? And we did this uh, workshop successfully for many years. Um, and the idea underneath it is very much in sync with so much of what we are praying for when it comes to praying for peace. The conflict is really sometimes getting uh, experienced as the result of differences. But differences are part of the richness of the reflection of creation. Differences are the power of creation and creator. And we have that richness and its inheritance for us, the diversity and, and differences that we have. And it is a short-sighted experience and a misperception of who we are and what creation is about and why we are here that we turn these differences into an attempt to oppress one another. Do I need to say that again? Or was it? It is a misperception of who we are and why we are here as part of creator's creation that we attempt to oppress others or exploit others based on differences between what they want and what we want. I want your land. You're not doing nothing with it. Let me take it. Oh, you want to fight? Oh, well, you heard me. I'm going to hurt you. You heard me. I'm going to hurt you. You heard me and on. Oh, you have this resource. I want that. I may want to give it to you. I may not. These are differences. And how we live without these differences that we have can either turn into the harmony across nations or into the persistence of what we have now sometimes. So we have to be able to decide now, and this is a turning point for us as, as humanity to really look at what do we really believe? What do we really believe? Because adjusting to life's changes, as, as we were uh, quoting, there's a time for you know, every purpose under heaven. And flowing with some of these changes is really dependent on who we are. Who is your God? Is your God money? Is your God oil? Is your God, who is your God? Who is most high? Some of you know that I refer to that consciousness of creator's consciousness as the infinite source 
the infinite substance and source of all that there is. The infinite substance and source of all that there is. So if I am a part of that creation and that creation is within me, creators within me, that spark is within me, it's within you, it's within all of us. What do we believe this is about, this journey on earth? <laughs> that this, what do we believe? It's like, uh, there was a scene in, uh, I don't know if any of you remember the movie, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where uh, he's, go he's going through the cave and his father's life is at risk and he's being, uh, he's, they're chasing the chalice, you know? Um, and, he gets to the edge. He has to go through all these, these tribulations to step in the right place as he moves. Listen, you know, listen, listen to the voice. We have to go through whatever we're going through, listening to the voice of spirit. Closely. They're not broadcasting it on CNN. They're not broadcasting it on Fox News. They're not broadcasting it on MSNBC. But we have to listen to that spirit which we are related to. And if we're anxious all the time, it might be we it might be without realizing it, we've made our God fear. Or we've made our God safety, or we've made our God something other than the infinite substance and sources of source of all that is. You know, we can't blame it on the news, <laughs> right? <laughs> because we're the ones turning it on. How we respond to it has to do with what is the anchor and what is filling us? What consciousness are we filling ourselves with? Because what we look at around us, yes, we can rightfully be disturbed by seeing these horrors. So what is it that we are representing, that we want to represent in this God-filled experience of life in this walk on earth. I tell you where we have to come from. A life beyond conflict. We have to come from the place of creation and creator. The indwelling presence of God. We have to be filled with that. And we need to be radiating that wherever we are and speaking of that wherever we are and responding from that place rather than from a place of vengeance or a place of uh, angst or anxiety, constant anxiety. It is part of the human experience to have those emotions. And it is part of the spirit having the human experience to lift ourselves up and lift others up into the consciousness of the infinite substance and source. I grew up in the AME church, African Methodist Episcopal Church, a church that grew out of the oppression of slavery, a, a church that was created by those who wanted to worship and do so in freedom. And they had to create their own space to do that because they weren't allowed to be in the other churches, okay? So that's the church I grew up in. And many Christian churches, for those of you who grew up in Christian churches and Catholic church, the, the, um, it was an Apostles' Creed. Do you remember the Apostles' Creed? 
Okay. Uh, well, I'll just give you a little uh, reminder of the Apostles' Creed. And and what I'm, I'm, I'm doing this now to say that we need to know, each of us needs to know what is the creed by which we are living. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be this creed. It needs to be clear, however, what the creed is from which you are living. And in this, and there are slight variations in this wherever you, he wherever you hear it, but um, it is basically, I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, descended into hell, rose again from the dead on the third day, ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, who will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, that means universal church the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And that's not the version from the AME church. That's just a, a version that's common in many churches, and they vary from church to church, what, what they leave out and what they put in, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, just slightly, you know, some won't, won't, won't uh, say that Jesus descended into hell, for example, um, <laughs> and others will. But it's more to my point that this Apostles' Creed will be akin to what we have in unity, what, as the uh, five principles. It's a statement of what it is we believe. Now, you may think it's clear what you believe, but I, I'm, I'm saying that we all, I think this is a time when, when this is given, uh, when you get ready to have a baptism um, in most conventional churches, that's one of the things that they ask. Or when you're godparents, to a child, that's one of the things that they often ask. And they ask, they say the Apostles' Creed in the form of questions. You know, do you believe in, right? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? And do you believe his, that, that Jesus Christ is the only son of our Lord God? You, who was conceived on it? So there are questions. Who was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary? When um, I was christened in the AME church, and at one point I was called, I thought I was called, to uh, be baptized when I was of age, you know, to know what I was doing. And what stumped me was um, the Virgin Mary, conceived of the Virgin Mary. And what stopped me was the only, because, hey, I thought I was daughter of God, child of God. So how could Jesus be the only child of God? So there were a few things that stopped me, right, <laughs> when it was time to do this. And I didn't want to lie, you know. So I, I I got to my baptism, but I got it later. I didn't do it at, at, at 11, at the age of 11 or age of 12, because... Um, it was as if I was asked, do I believe in the story? 
And this is not what Jesus was telling me in my conversation. So I was having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I was having a relationship with Jesus and I was not getting this is this is it. There's no other way. There's no other way to Christ. It's the, I was getting some understanding of the spirit and the consciousness. That's what I was having experiences with. So it took me a while before I actually did my baptism. And I did it in the Red Sea in Egypt. Where we also climbed Mount Sinai. So, but at that time, I was stumped and I was taught not to go agree with stuff that I wasn't, you know, certain about or that I had a different opinion on. I shouldn't go do this, even though it was expected of me, even though, you know, by, by the human beings around me. Um, so I, I stopped short of actually going at that time. It didn't change my relationship to spirit. It didn't change my heart. It didn't change what Jesus said to me in my heart. It didn't change the spirits who would speak to me in my dreams. It did not change my vision of what was possible. But it did affect some differentiation in my mind between the doctrine and the spirit. The power of knowing right now in this time what it is you really believe. And you don't have to say, say it to us or say it to me. It's examining what my choices are telling me I believe. So it took me a long time to find places to be spiritually that would fully express my understanding of the power of spirit and how I could relate to the infinite substance and source of all creation and be in my personal relationship and guidance with the Holy Spirit. I could do that privately, but it took me a long time to find spiritual circles that would reflect that. We have so many examples of war today that have something behind them more than our relationship to most high. What is the guidance that we are getting about that? Right now, people are acting as if we need to take sides, for example, and we usually do in any war, we have to take sides, okay? In any war, we, we have to start having that, who's right, who's wrong? But let me tell you something. There's one soul Now that's part of my creed. It may not be part of yours. Yes, there are individual souls, but there's one we're part of one soul. We have different names for what we represent as creator and creation among all the nations of the world. We have different names that we use. Even within one particular religion or faith, we have multiple names that are used to represent that, multiple aspects of creation, multiple aspects of Most High.
And, <laughs> and when we go to war, we're all praying that uh, we win. <laughs> and that our God is blessing us to overpower the other. Beyond a life, beyond conflict. So to act with peace, to be at home in peace, it doesn't mean we don't have power. It means if you're relating to the source of all creation, you walk with power. You walk with substantial power. How we use that power across generations, how we use it to lift one another, another up, how we use it for good, how we use it to penetrate and light up those places that are dark, how we use it for those who are weary. I never saw anybody turn on the light in a room and have the darkness take over unless the, the grid went out. Fill ourselves with the infinite substance and source is always the doorway into a life beyond conflict, the everlasting life. The everlasting life where we have the range of motion, where we can flow with changes, where we can be uh, quiet and we can be noisy, where we can plant and we can harvest, where we can uh, move through standing firm or being accommodated, where we can speak out and hold back. But it matters that in doing that, that I'm anchored in what? Creation, that I'm anchored in the power of creator, that I'm anchored in the indwelling presence and that spark within me and knowing the connectedness between all things. In Circle America last month, uh, one of the things that we talked about, and 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 Tom Craven, our Unity Tom Craven, was um, facilitating that day. Was what you know? What would people say 50 years from now when they look back at us? That was the question that we were asking in Circle America, and I said, "Well, they would say, oh, didn't they know? Didn't they know?'" that there was one soul. Didn't they know that what they do to one another, they do to themselves? Didn't they know that what they allow to be done in their presence, that they perpetuate and co-create for themselves? Because there are many things that we ignore because we think it doesn't have anything to do with us, right? <laughs> we think we we have enough to do. Our schedules are busy. Our, you know, but if if I'm standing there and this thing is happening and it is out of order with that, that is good. It's it's a teaching thing. So if it didn't happen, I wouldn't get to expand that consciousness of who I am if I usually stick to myself and stay in my lane and don't get out of my lane. Some of us avoid, con say we avoid conflict, but what we're avoiding, you know, we're not dealing with the differences. Differences don't have to turn into conflict. That's something we made up. Differences do not have to turn into war. That's something we made up. 
So it's time for us to know, because if we're building this presence, this core that is filled with, with the light, and we are part of demonstrating what it looks like to have heaven on earth, as above, so below, we're doing all those things, then whatever it is that we really believe in, and we're like the guy, Indiana Jones, he gets to the, he gets to the, the, the precipice and then there's this big abyss. And if he has the faith in what it is he believes and knows, then he will step out. You don't get the chalice. You don't get the you don't get the prize. You don't get the chalice in your hand before you step out. You step out before <laughs> on your way to the chalice. You don't get the uh, manifestation of the faith before you move into the zone of jumping off the cliff. So if we have a wait and see kind of creed, if we have a wait and see kind of creed, if we say, I believe it when I see it, I believe it when it, when it happens for me. <laughs> I believe that whatever can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> I believe that Jesus was a nice idea, but I haven't seen it. I'm just saying, what, what do you really believe, right? What's my relationship? And how much am I willing to do according to that relationship versus sabotage myself and sabotage the peace on earth, sabotage a life? Do I even want a life beyond conflict? Because some of us act as if we just want to gain enough power to be able to not be in conflict, <laughs> you know, to be able to be the one that says, this is how it goes, right? <laughs> this is how it goes. But differences, differences are part of the beauty of what we are living with. So we want leadership models. We want to learn more about leading to side. Who's within your creed, within your set of beliefs and your articles of faith. Make your own, get your own journal, write down. If you don't believe uh, the, the Apostles' Creed as it uh, was uh, structured by the, I think it was in the fifth century when they first created this, some form of it. It was long, you know, long after Jesus. But uh, in the Nicene Conference and all, and Constantinople, all of those uh, meetings where parts of the Bible were left in, parts were taken out, et cetera. All, when all these things happened in that conference, over time, this creed came up as, as really a testimony, oh, you're a real Christian, right? These are the things you believe, you can get baptized, you're a real Christian, you can attest to these things and you can be the God parents at a christening. Um, but we all know we need our own personal relationship with Christ. 
our own personal relationship with Buddha, our own personal relationship with Muhammad, our own personal relationship with Odamari, our own personal relationships across all the different traditions and faiths to be guided in the moment by moment intelligence. So our creed is what helps us with these seasons of changes, with this volatility around us, with this uncertainty around us. In, in chapter four of Ecclesiastes, um, remember the woman who's coming and wanting to, she's ill and she wants to touch Jesus at the hem of his garment. And he knows somebody is there touching him because he feels the power go out of him. And then when he fi finally sees who she is, where she is, he is his daughter, your faith has healed you. Our faith is so important because it is the thing that, <laughs> that, that is there anchoring us before it is materialized, before it is seen. But we have it through our spiritual relationship, through our communication spiritually. We have it through when we are told something through our dreams, when we are shown something that is an affirmation or confirmation of what we ask for before it happens. This is a confirmation of what you were thinking and what spirit told you last night when you're asking, did I dream that or was that? You know, <laughs> Spirit tell me that. And so when you're accepting who you are, it is a key part of living the life beyond conflict. If that is what you're aspiring to, if you believe in peace and harmony for all nations, then you're all about becoming that light. You're all about heaven on earth. You're all about the things, even if they're the norm in your community, even if they're the norm in your circle, even if they're the norm, you know, in your organization, you're all about addressing that which attributes to and creates oppression. I tell you all the time that, <laughs> that, that Jesus was speaking on behalf of the disinherited. and how to work with spiritual power to be who you are and to attain life everlasting. Is this it? What's in your credo? Do you believe that this is it? I'm not talking about Michael Jackson's last album. I'm saying this is it, meaning <laughs> do you think this is it in terms of all that there is, or are it's part of your credo, the life everlasting. Part of your credo is the life everlasting. This is like uh, you create part of creation is makes us all witnesses to our relationship with creator. Part of creation makes us witnesses to the power the authenticity, the artistry of creation. 
And then internalizing that and growing ourselves in that and that part to which we are playing in this walk on earth. That's it. We know that we're about the liberation. We're about the freedom. We are about being a spirit, having a human experience, that we are about walking with the power and carrying power in a right way. We're right, we're listening day by day. So do you believe in a life beyond conflict? Do you believe that we are one soul? Do you believe that we are all children of creator? Do you believe the creator, if we're children of creator, creators within us and that we have the capability to walk with and act with that power and discernment. That we have the heart and soul to become part of life everlasting. And which is something else all again. Hey, I don't know about you, but this couldn't be all that there is. My God is a mighty God. Wouldn't create life that for which we are doomed just to war, war and war and kill each other off and make movies about it. To which we are doomed to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. There are times when I have changed what I was doing and where I was going because I was I felt like I was watching a, a B grade movie, you know, over and over where there was only. <laughs> It was, a, it was a poor plot and there was no real resolution. <laughs> you know? there too, there's too much positive power of healing that you've experienced. There's too much evidence of the manifestations of the infinite substance and source in your life. So none of us are going to ascribe to that limitation. There's a prayer for uh, peace. I saw, uh, I was looking for a Palestinian, um, a pair, a prayer that comes out of Islam for peace and a prayer that comes out of um, Judaism for peace. And what I, uh, I did see a, a prayer for peace that is being uh, done by uh, groups of people from Palestine and and Israel. Um, and so I want to share that and then I want to go into the, oh my goodness, I'm running out of time. Go into the meditation. Okay. Uh, give me a second. And reminding you of this part of Ecclesiastes 4, which I mentioned, I want to say that just one more time. Because, so I turned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and behold, the tears of the oppressed, and they had no comforter to deliver them from the hand of their oppressors, having neither strength nor helper. Well, we have a helper. We have a comforter. We have, we know where to turn. You want to pray, pray like Jesus like Buddha. You want to lead a situation, lead like Jesus. We have a leadership model. And in unity, our principles are there is only one presence and one power active as the universe in my life. 
God the good means that's what you're accepting. That's the presence that powers you to get you up in the morning. That's what we are acting as and what we are as and our essence is of God. Therefore, we are inherently good. The God, the essence was fully expressed in Jesus the Christ and others expressing the one God presence. We are co-creators with God, creating reality through thoughts held in mind. Through prayer and meditation, we align our heart mind with God. Denials and affirmations are some of our tools. We have others, we know that. Through thoughts, words, and actions, we live the truth we know. And that's what we're doing. So we, you can add to that list in your creed. This is your own apostles creed. I am an apostle of. You're not gonna say you're apostle of fear now that we've talked about that, but you sometimes may be acting like you're an apostle of fear, right? <laughs> so that's how you straighten yourself out. Sometimes I act like I'm an apostle of, of uh, money, but I'm not. Or sometimes I act like I'm an apostle of I want to say uh, persecution, but I'm not, okay? So think of those things that may be out of line or may be out of whack with, with what you consciously say your creed is, and then we'll be living up to it more and more and more and more. Because we are it, and we're part of this light force, this collective light force, that can demonstrate the power of creator here on earth within us and how we live and how we relate, then we, everything is connected. We're all related. All related in this life. And this is where we have our uh, joy and fun and experiences and experiments with living according to what we can become filled with an infinite source and substance, most high. That prayer that I was looking for has disappeared off my screen. And I will while I get it. Um, mm. All right, here it is. God of comfort, send your spirit to encompass all those whose lives <clears throat> are torn apart by violence and death in Israel and Palestine. You are the advocate of the oppressed and the one whose eye is on the sparrow. Put yourself in prayer space, people. Let arms reach out in healing rather than aggression. Let hearts mourn rather than militarize. God of justice, Give strength to those whose long work for a just peace might seem fruitless now. Strengthen their resolve. Do not let them feel alone. Show us how to support their work and bolster their courage. 
guide religious leaders to model unity and reconciliation across lines of division, guide political leaders to listen with their hearts as they seek peace and pursue it, help all people choosing the rigorous path of just peace and disavow violence. God of love, we lift up Palestine and Israel, its people, its land, its creatures. War is a monster that consumes everything in its path. Peace is a gift shared at meals of memory with Christmas, Muslims, Jews. <laughs> Let us burn incense, incense, not children. Let us break bread, not bodies. Let us plant olive groves, not cemeteries. We beg for love and compassion to prevail on all your holy mountains. God of hope, we lift up the cities of the region, Gaza City and Tel Aviv, Ramallah and Ashkelon, Deir el-Bala and Sidrug, so long divided yet filled with life and creativity. Come again to breathe peace on your peoples that all may recognize you. God of mercy, even now work on the hearts of com combatants to choose life over death, reconciliation over retaliation, restoration over destruction. Help us resist anti-Semitism and hate against Muslims in all its forms, especially in our own lives and communities. All people, Israelis and Palestinians deserve to live in peace and unafraid with a right to determine their future together. God of the nations, let us not have one more child or elder be sacrificed on altars of political expediency. Keep safe all people from unjust leaders who would exploit vulnerability for their own ends. Give wise discernment to those making decisions to pursue peace. Provide them insight to fostering well-being, freedom, and thriving for all. Strengthen our faith in you, O God of all flesh, even when we don't have clear answers, so that we may offer ourselves nonviolently, nonviolently for the cause of peace. Amen. Ashe, hallelujah, all my relations. We have to think when we're praying for people to pray for the highest good, to pray for the one soul. If we come from the place of one creation. We come from the place of, of being one humanity. And in that process, learn to function as human beings in harmony and peace. What a time there is. Decide if that's what you believe. Decide if that's what you want. Decide what is your creed. It's not the Apostles' Creed. What is it? I trust me, you're living by one. You're living by a creed, whether you're conscious of it or not. And now, if not now, when? When you're waiting to know what your creed, when are you waiting to live by that creed? And so it is. Let's close our eyes, do our meditation. Take a deep breath, please. Deep breath. Exhale. Another deep breath. Oh, grandmothers and grandfathers of all the directions and all the nations. Speak to us and let us listen where we are guided, where we need to step in terms of our understanding and our principles. 
give us the strength to have principles to live by and to challenge ourselves and make corrections when we want to, need to, all in this journey on earth. All in this journey on earth, let us see the ways we are headed toward embracing our spiritual destiny. And any ways in which we may sabotage ourselves, gently bring to our attention. Help us with this vision, if we so choose, of life beyond conflict. Where we respect and honor differences, differences in our experience, and where we learn to free ourselves from the binds and bondages of oppression, and whether we are playing the role of oppressor or the oppressed. Imagine these chains and bondage coming off one by one. of our mind, of our body, of our heart, of our soul. And as we free ourselves, We continue to fill with the light and power and presence of the infinite substance and source of all creation. So that whatever we choose we're part of moving humanity more and more into this powerful light and consciousness. If we are so called, then so be it. Blessings on your journey, blessings on your experience. May the Lord bless and keep you, make space shine upon you, and give you peace. I'm Daria King's daughter. I am. Thank you. I see you and all that I am. Thank you.
Now let's all say our blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. Now time for our healing prayer. Members of our community have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to the people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. And of course, as always, I would like to send out our collective healing energy to everyone and everything being affected by wars and natural disasters out there. Now, if you want to focus your loving, connective group healing energy for someone, shout out their name, speak it quietly, focus on them in your imagination. Stevie. Derek. Beloved Mother and Father God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all, and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for a prayer of protection. Let's all say a prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of you who made our Sunday service possible. We deeply appreciate all the ways you give of your time, talent, and treasure. And if you're interested in serving, please speak to Susan during fellowship about wanting to be a reader, especially at Advent time. And please join us next Sunday when uh, I believe licensed junior teacher Audrey Pitchford will be our speaker. Finally, please stay with us after service if you wish to share our fellowship time. Now, finally, it's time for the peace song. Let's form a circle and join hands in the center and zoom in and sing our song of peace. Thank you. 